Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I am that dude, Bodkins. Patty da Patty. That's ridiculous. No way. There's nobody else out there. He's your guy. Give a big round of applause for the one and only Bodkin Show. I'm going to repeat that again, folks. I didn't stutter. Welcome to the Bodkins Show. everybody welcome to another great episode of the bodkins show i am that dude bodkins uh again coming to you from a remote location of the hotel room as i uh out here in bolivar so be back home uh tomorrow so on sunday's show uh we got a couple we'll have some new guests uh that were coming in last sunday show didn't go as planned but hey uh sunday's just locked in uh we'll have that guest uh for you when uh before we leave tonight because i have to look it up i can't remember the name bad coast but anyway guy whose names i always know uh always joining me on these thursday show my brother from another mother johnny cruz johnny what is up my friend what uh, is going on man been looking forward to the show man a lot, a lot of stuff to talk about man it is uh thursday it is uh where we're just going to talk what's been going on in the world of course we always start with the NFL, because, well, that's what makes the bread and butter these days. Uh, yes, Johnny, I mean, let's start hot hottest subject right now. Lamar Jackson, the uh, Ravens tag Lamar. It seems like teams are saying, hey, we're still not going after him. What's going on here? What's your thoughts on this whole situation with Lamar? I, I think he honestly messed up, bro. I think he should have took that money when he had the opportunity to get guaranteed money. He played better on himself, and, which is fine. But in football, when you play the position the way he plays the position, you put yourself in, in harm's way more often than not. And he got hurt, so now, you know what I'm saying, that's a lot of money that he's asking for guarantees. And, and not only the Ravens, but it doesn't look like anybody's trying to give him 200-plus million guaranteed. And apparently that's what he's wanting. So it, it's a crazy situation. You kind of figure Baltimore would have to do this. Um, and then if he if he's you know if somebody gives him the money out there, then I guess Baltimore gets two first round picks, which they ain't gonna cry about. Or, or you know the right saying? to match, the right to match. Right, right. But I think the number, you know what I'm saying? I think they have their number in their head already. So if somebody, you know, blows them out of the water, I think the Rays gonna be like deuces, you know what I'm saying? And just keep it moving, you know what I'm saying? For real. Um yeah. yeah. We, we we've talked the the Lamar thing before, man. You know what I'm saying? Like they didn't they didn't develop him right in my opinion you know what i'm saying so maybe maybe a fresh start is something that needs to happen or maybe they could make it work with the the new coordinator or whatever but um i, I don't think baltimore is really in, in a, any lose type of situation honestly they're, they're straight win-win either they get the two picks and whatever or they get lamar for one more year yeah, I like this move for the Ravens personally. The Ravens are are doing smart business. Like Lamar's obviously, I don't think he's go. He wants this fully guaranteed contract. He wants the Deshaun Watson type money and that fully guaranteed contract. The problem is every owner when that deal was made, they all hated it. Said so we're not giving out fully guaranteed contracts. Not happening. Not in this league. Uh, not you know. So they they're gonna. I think they're concluding and saying you know hey. Nobody give Lamar this money. Like, if we do it for him, then what's the next guy going to want? What's right. Patty Mahomes going to want? What's Joe Burrow going to get? 
if you're the Bengals, I'm I'm hurrying up and trying to get Joe Burrow's extension done because what Lamar gets is going to reset the market. Uh, I mean, I get it, but and everybody says he's MVP. He was. It's been three years since that MVP season. Uh, he hasn't com- he hasn't played a full season in over three years either. So he's only he's only played about fifty percent of his his games that he's been el- uh, eligible. I believe somebody said, or right around there, maybe seventy five percent. But he's missed a lot of games. Uh, so I think if I'm the Ravens, you're saying, "Hey, Lamar, go out." See, see what the what you're worth in the market, and they can still match it. And then, all right, they can say, "Hey, we told you so." Nobody was going to give you this guaranteed money. So, yeah, you know, like I, I mean, and they can just match it. What? That's that's my whole take on on this Lamar situation. Yeah, like I said, I completely agree with that. Baltimore has, you know, saying kind of full control of the matter. They they can't lose either way. Either he comes back, and like I said, hopefully the new coordinator is able to develop him a little more, and they win games, and then they eventually, you know, give him an extension. Because if you don't find nothing out there, like you said, they're basically gonna be like, "I have, we told you." So here, go ahead and sign this. You know what I'm saying, and get your, you know, Danny Dimes just got forty. You know, say one hundred and sixty, but not all of it is guaranteed. But still, he's getting forty a year. So yeah. They're gonna have to at least give Lamar. He's gonna want at least forty, but. And that's probably what, the, like, we don't know exactly what they will offer him, do we? Uh, it, it was quite a bit. I think so, close to. <laughs> Obviously, it wasn't 230, like Deshaun. Yeah. Uh, it was a it was a big number. He wants it. He just wants it fully, uh, fully guaranteed. guaranteed. Yeah. And that's, that's the problem. All right. Yeah. Now, like you said, all the other owners was looking at the Browns on, like, seriously, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you had to make it fully guaranteed, because yeah, yeah, no owner, no owner was happy about that, bro. They ain't, they ain't trying to have to do that. And that's and that's the thing. So like now, everybody, I think I, I don't really, I do think. Do you think these teams, everybody, the Falcons, the Panthers, the the Colts, these teams that need a quarterback, do you think that they're saying they're really not interested in Lamar? Like, shouldn't he have a bunch of suitors? Well, I mean, the thing is that, like, like we're saying. That you have to tailor your whole offense to Lamar. Like I said, unless you're going to basically, you know, slowly kind of develop him and see what happens the first couple of years. But now, nah, if you're going to pay somebody $40 million a year, it's because you want to win ball games right away. Will he be able to run a different type of offense with no problem? You know what I'm saying? You don't know that. You know what I'm saying? So that's where that you're risking that as well. You know what I'm saying? If you give him all that money. So I don't know, man. I, I don't see. I don't see anybody giving up the two first round picks and then paying him, you know, a hundred and you know forty plus million dollars a year. I don't see I don't see anybody else doing that. I think it's Maybe. Baltimore or he's you know what I'm saying. I don't know. I I mean, somebody might get desperate if your if your boy would just retire or stay with the <laughs> Packers instead of this whole Jets shit. You know what I'm saying? Like I I'd rather Lamar be with the Jets than than Aaron freaking Rodgers. For real. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk a about, lot. You know what I'm saying? We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll talk about that in a minute. My last quick – I think Lamar needs a uh, – on the last – to kind of end Lamar part, I think he needs an agent. Uh, he's trying to do it on himself He and with his mom. Uh, I mean, if you don't have an agent, you better have the smartest lawyer in the world, you know, like get somebody to negotiate, help negotiate these deals, and to maybe leak some information about you because all we're getting is all negative side because you're not leaking. You know what I mean? These agents right. leak a lot of things out. They they make sure. So, like, 
if he had an agent, I think that it would be vice versa. It would be leaked out that there are six to seven teams interested in in bringing him in. Right. Not only that, but I think if he had an agent this whole time, I think, like you said, the MVP was a few years ago. So I think if he had an agent, he would have already gotten that that extension after his third season because I think that's you know that's the year right after he got the MVP. So if he had an agent, that would have been the time to negotiate and just, you know what I'm saying? But if, you, if you're stuck on this whole, well, I got to have 231 because Deshaun has 230, then that's just, you know what I'm saying? Come on now. That's just I, you, 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 you overkicked it, you know what I'm saying? You overkicked your coverage and, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. They called you on it. Yeah, you you mentioned uh, Danny Dimes. He got the he got the deal today. Danny Dimes is the only player uh, I saw the stat today that was sent to me. Is the only player in like his first four years he's played more games than he's thrown touchdown passes per season. So, uh, I mean, let me uh, let me. <laughs> That's a crazy stat, bro. That's a so, crazy stat, bro. So, do you think? Uh, here it is. Here's the stat. Here it is. Daniel Jones is the only QB in the modern passing era to play 10 plus games for three consecutive years and throw fewer touchdowns than games played every year. 2020. So this, uh, he played 14 games, 11 passing touchdowns, 2021, 11 games played 10 passing touchdowns, 2022, 16 games played 15 passing touchdowns. So, uh, they just paid this man $40 million. Johnny, what's your thoughts on them bringing back, uh, Danny Dimes. That those are those are some incredible stats. Like I, I've heard, <clears throat> I've heard the lack of production because I listen to a lot of New York radio stuff and they talk. But no, I didn't hear any any New Yorker throw out that stat like that from all the news. You know, saying the the New York sports news that I've been listening to. So that's wild, um, dude. That's the market. That's that's the thing about it. Is you know saying like. If there's an owner that's going to pay it, they're going to, you know what I'm saying? The quarterbacks are just going to keep on making this money. And if you ain't got one, you're saying, like, I didn't think Dak Prescott deserved, you know, say the money he got when he got his contract. It is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Besides Patrick Mahomes, Josh, you know what I'm saying? Besides those guys, you know what I'm saying? These these second tier and, and, and possibly third tier guys are, are, you know, and fourth tier guys, possibly with Daniel Jones. Are getting that killer that killer money, you know what I'm saying, because of the position. They're desperate for a quarterback. So, you know what I'm saying? That's part of, you say, as much as some Dolphin fans don't want to hear it. That's a big part of why two is still in Miami. You know what I'm saying? That's that rookie deal. You know what I'm saying? So teams are trying to get a quarterback any which way they can. So if they got a halfway decent one, they're gonna pay him now. Yeah, I uh, I don't think they. I I don't like when people say they overpaid. You are you're you're worth uh whatever somebody's willing to pay you. You know right. what I mean? Like I so they they paid them that. And here's the thing: who else is gonna? Who else are they gonna go get that's really any better in this in right. this market? They're in a right. win now mode. Uh, everybody else that they can go get, they're gonna have to pay that same type of money. And guess what? They're pretty much Danny Dimes type per player. Like they. Right. They're, they're yeah, not going to be able to go out and get an elite quarterback. Like, those guys aren't there. Can, and they drafted too late this year to try to to draft a new one. Right. We have a kind of a, a win-now type mode. Like, why don't you build the team around Danny Dime or, you right. know, with him and Saquon. Let's see what the kid can do if you get him some weapons. Right. That'll take away all the excuses after that. Right. And that, that was the best thing for the Giants to do because now they could tag Saquon like they did. And it's only what ten million dollars, something like that, a little over ten million dollars. 
and you know he wants a contract. So that's just goes to show, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I know the running back position is undervalued, but for Danny Dimes to have more games played than touchdowns and he's making forty million dollars a year, that's that's insane, bro. But like I said, the, you know what I'm saying? You said the, the market is what the market is, and that's if that's what owners are paying right now, they got to keep making that until yeah. the owners decide to. You know what I'm saying? All right, now nah, we. We're putting a cap over how much a player can make per year, which I don't know that you can do that because the league is making so much money. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But guys are going to make that much money because the elite elite dudes are going to keep making the the money go up. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of people are eating off the backs of other, you know, say other players, to be quite honest. Yeah. Uh Geno Smith got a new deal, uh new deal in Seattle, three year deal. Let me who whose deal who plays out their deal uh first, like as far as like doesn't get replaced, Danny Dimes or Gino? Oh, that's a good one. Um I'm I'm gonna say Danny Dimes. I mean, they gave him the four year one sixty. I think I <clears throat> I think if Pete Carroll's there and, and, and they find a, a quarterback in the draft that they like or some even if it's in the later rounds. Or something somebody they think they, they can develop. You know, say that's only three years. They could probably get out of it after two. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying so. I would go with Daniel Jones. He's I think they're about the same age. Daniel Jones might actually be even younger. Um, but I think there's more to work with with Daniel Jones, not for nothing. And I think if Brian Dabo likes him and thinks he could develop him, you know, what I'm saying I mean that's the going rate right now. Hopefully, you would think you know you saw he played better with better coaching. You know, if he can get him a receiver, bro, <laughs> actually get him a weapon besides Saquon, you know what I mean? And then maybe he that, those, that touchdown number will go up. You know what I'm saying? So there's somebody which I'm surprised they're not in the, the D-hop market. I'm sure they'll try to be. They'll have they'll have to try to get that. Uh, like there's so much talk about, you know what I'm saying, Odell Beckham. Like we, They don't even know what he's going to come back like. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Second or third surgery already. Like an ACL surgery. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's like. Is he gonna be the same dude when he comes back? I don't know. So it's gonna yeah. be interesting, man. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think uh Danny will outlast Gino. I think Gino's replaced shorter. It is a three year deal. I think they uh the kid from Florida, what's his name? Richardson, mm-hmm. the quarterback, uh, that's a perfect landing spot for him. Uh they can he can yeah. sit behind Gino for two at least a year or two, at least a year, and they can draft him at four. They can look at good get a good look at him and kind of see what he is because we see him. He's a kid's a freak of nature as right. far as athletic ability. So then you let him get underneath Pete Carroll and everybody else. Right. Uh, you definitely got to get a good quarterback coach for, for him, man. You know what I'm saying? Cause if you could develop that kid, you, you definitely got something there. Cause like you said, that, that athleticism is crazy, bro. You know say he's fast as hell. He's got a cannon, bro. So. Yeah, it, and we talked about the uh, we talked about Danny Dimes getting his deal. Chris, uh, Derek Carr got his deal with the Saints uh-huh. as well. Does this make the Saints with Derek Carr right now? I mean, we still got a lot of offseason. To me, that makes them the number one team in the uh, AFC in the South. In the South. But yeah. you know, d- like d- um, Jonathan Grisham, we, he was on Buffoon and Bodkins. He kind of said like Derek Carr doesn't make us a Super Bowl contender. He was under the notion as a Saints fan to tear it all down. And right. rebuild, but uh, you know what does this do for the Saints with bringing in Derek Carr? I, mean, I kind of agree with John. You know, saying I mean they 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 should win the division, but you know, say I don't I don't see them winning a Super Bowl. I don't see them getting past San Francisco. Uh, depending on what happens with your Packers, Dallas, the Giants, if they keep on 
the you know what I'm saying developing their guys and they draft well. So Philly is gonna be there. You know what I'm saying? We'll see what happens with Seattle, the Rams. Like there's gonna be a lot of good teams. You know, saying like they should win the South, like you said. I mean, unless the Desmond Ritter kid surprises us and has a good year, they got some good pieces there. You know what I'm saying? If they draft a couple more, that guy likes to run the ball. That coach likes to run the ball, play good defense. So, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, they could win the division and and host a playoff game. I don't see them winning no Super Bowl just because of Derek Carr. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, not for nothing, if he would have went to the Jets, you know, that – there's because there's the, that team is ready to go. That's what's scary about you know what I'm saying the other dude. The we're we'll talking about let's, you know what I'm saying the Saints the, the Saints don't have that type of squad. Let's go ahead and talk about it. You keep mentioning my guy Aaron <laughs> to the Jets. I mean, uh, I am not ready for this. Uh, it's Brett Favre 2.0. Is, is it not? Is it? I mean, right. gee, it, it, he like can't. I was hoping. I was hoping subconscious. Well, actually, just straight up hoping that he wouldn't want to be in the same exact footsteps as <laughs> Brett Favre. But I mean, that's a good squad, and it's got the coach that he knows and stuff. So it's just. You know what I'm saying? I mean, everybody don't understand the Jets. I don't understand going to the AFC. I think it's an easier route to get to the Super Bowl going through the NFC. What team is dangerous in the NFC? The Eagles. That's it. Well, they just lost right. their two uh, uh, coordinators. Uh, they could be losing both their tackles and their running back. Like, you're telling me that the Packers with Aaron Rodgers again can't go make a deep run, or if he was on a different team on the NFC, can't make a deep run? Like, why go to the AFC when you're going to have to go through the gauntlet of all teams? You know, you got the Chiefs, you got the Ra- the Chargers uh, with Herbert. You have who knows what happens with Lamar. Right. You got Cincinnati. Joe Burrow and the Bengals. Yeah, right. Josh Allen. You still got Josh there. Allen and the Bills. Uh, the kid down in uh, Trevor Lawrence and the Jacks. Like yep. that's yep. like. Where in the where do they fit? And then like you don't even who knows yeah, what's but, with the Dolphins. You know what I mean? Right. So, right. And, and that. So like where where does he think that this is a good fit? I I don't know. I, if I'm him, I'm saying, hey, I'm just going to go back to Green Bay and let's run this thing back. Uh, let's add another player too, and, and see if we can't uh, make a run here. I, I I agree, and I hope that's what happens. You know, saying I hope he stays with the Packers, but I could on I could see the. The temptation and going to New York, those they got a, a, a really, really good team. That defense is top five. That's a championship defense they have already, and they're only gonna get better because they're all young as hell. You know what I'm saying? And you've got some pieces on the offensive side. If Bruce Hall comes back healthy, if they could tinker with that line a little more, yeah, Wilson, they they Garrett got him. Wilson, yeah. they got you know what I'm saying, they got some weapons there with Brett Favre. That's a scary freaking thought. So I'm hoping that no, I'm hoping he does go to Green Bay. He could take it as you know what I'm saying, all right, those are that's the best batch of quarterbacks this generation i i'm gonna go to that you know saying that conference and see who see who, who could win it he may look at it that way you know what i'm saying like if he goes to the freaking jets and they went on to win a super <laughs> the next year or two you know say that's ultimate to- mic drop yeah and just walk away from the league like well i beat all y'all you know what i'm saying yeah i i agree with that the, the the incentive is there i don't know man i'm i do think it's before this week, I thought it was 60-40 play retirement. Now I think it's 60 he goes to the Jets, 40 he returns back to the Packers. Yeah, he, he definitely ain't retiring. He's playing. It's just where – yeah, where is he playing? Is he playing in the Meadowlands or is he playing in Lambeau? And I, I'm hoping that he's playing up in Wisconsin, bro, for real. You know what I'm saying? Because it's just like Dan is saying, it's just got a squad, bro. 
<laughs> so uh, we got a comment here. Dan saying, uh, great show, guys. Not to worry. You and Johnny Scott uh, done four shows this week. You done two. Just saying there's a new king of town. Uh, also, Nick, the guest is called The Rec Room Podcast. Thanks, Dan. Uh, that's who will be Sunday's <laughs> guest. So tune in for that. Uh, looks like we're going to go about 830 Central, hopefully. So nice. uh the Rec Room yes. podcast join us this Sunday. Uh, so let's hey, let's switch gears here from football. Talk a little bit uh, John Morant situation here. What's your take on here on this kid? I, I, my my feeling is, I mean, let's start look for context. It's not just multiple one incident. This kid's had four incidents, three or four incidents in the last two weeks. It was reported this summer he beat up a seventeen year old kid uh, and, and threw it like showed him his pistol. Then it was uh, his mom was having trouble at the uh, Foot Locker, and she calls baby boy, and he rolls up with eight of his homies. And then there was some sort of some sort of oh some sort of incident. He had like a red dot on the Indiana Pacer training staff or something. And then this, yes, and then it's this latest one where he's in the IG in Denver, um, and he flashes a little gun on his Instagram. And then he's so now he's in trouble. He's taking a mental leave of absence for now. I and then the and league could find could suspend him up to 50 games because it's reported that he probably had that gun because that video was taken in Denver, which means he had the gun on the team play, which is prohibited, obviously, from right. the Gilbert Arenas days. Uh, right. so somebody, somebody in Jaws' inner circle. Um, it, it, during this leave of absence, it needs to sit him down and they need to talk to this young man and say, sir, hey, you got to put the gun up. You got to start acting <laughs> like you got some sense and that you want to be an NBA player and make lots of money because you can get generational wealth. You're a generational type talent, but you'd rather be a fake ass gangbanger, you know, halfway crook instead of, uh, you know, instead of, being an NBA player. And this guy's not from the streets, Johnny. Right. <laughs> like the first thought that went in my head when you first started talking about all the different things, because, you know what I'm saying, I, I knew some of them. I didn't know all of them detailed like that. Like the first thing that went through my head is I'm worried about this kid. You know what I'm saying? Because that's that's not a good place to be where you feel you got to be flashing a gun. And you know what I'm saying? Especially, especially if you're just being all fake about it. That's just being stupid then. You know what I mean? But if you are like doing stuff with, with that, you know what I'm saying? Then maybe you do need mental health days. And hopefully, like you said, somebody in his inner circle can get in his, you know, get him to understand that it's not just a basketball thing. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you're throwing your life away. You know what I'm saying? What I'm sure you, you know what I'm saying? Unless you got permits for everything, you can't be taking guns across borders to different states. I, I mean, I don't know how that shit works. You know what I'm saying? But it's not, I mean, seriously, is it, are you that immature? And and, and knucklehead knuckleheadish to do yes, shit like I mean, that, or is it, there a problem? You know what I'm saying? And if there's a problem, then it, seek seek whatever help you need. You know what I'm saying? To to get it corrected. You know what I'm saying? Not just for the basketball, a, it's, but it's, for yourself, bro. It's it's both. It's both. He is it is a problem because once you know, fool me once, shame on me. You know, uh, or shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. And now we're here to the fourth incident. Like at this point, like the first time I heard about it, I said, "Oh man, I hope that's not true about the kid." And then it just seems like this last like week or so that it's just been uh, story after story of him doing knucklehead shit. Uh, at some point, like that's who you are. That's your personality. Right. 
you're trying to put on this, I, I don't know, like this hardcore gangster persona. Uh, ask a lot of guys, it doesn't work out for you that you can't be uh, a gangster, a gangbanger, and be in the NBA. Uh, it doesn't work out that way. No, it doesn't, it doesn't work out with being a gangbanger and trying to be anything else. You know what I'm saying? To be quite honest, you know what I'm saying? If you're really from those streets. So, you know what I'm saying? Just like I said, I hope he gets the help that he needs. You know what I'm saying? Because it's unfortunate. I mean, we're, you know what I'm saying? It seems like every every week we're having a talk about some type, some kid doing something, something dumb or immature or whatever. You know what I'm saying? And no, it's nowhere near as bad as the, the last, you know, the last incident we talked about because nobody lost their life. But still, you, you know what I'm saying? You flashing a gun, doing some stupid shit, beating up on a kid, basically. You know what I'm saying? When, like you said, not only, you know what I'm saying, are you putting yourself in harm's way and, and, and possibly hurting somebody else, but, you know what I'm saying, like you said, you got an opportunity for generational wealth forever and playing a game that you supposedly love so much. You know what I'm saying? You balling, bro, and, and you're getting paid. Stop with the stupid shit, you know what I'm saying? Especially if it's all just an act or whatever. Like, damn, bro, like, seriously? But, like I said, you know what I'm saying? I, I'm one of those. If it's if somebody says anything about mental health, I you know what I'm saying I, you got to give them the benefit of the doubt and just hope that they can get whatever help they need to help them get past this. Because you know, besides wanting the kid to be okay, like he's hella fun to watch play ball, bro. You know what I'm saying? He like, is. He's like he's he he's he's special, man. You know what I'm saying? So hopefully he gets his head screwed on straight, and we can enjoy him having a long, long career. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think a lot. I think somebody needs to sit that team down. It sounded like they had a big team meeting with Steven Adams, kind of being the vocal guy in the locker room, and kind of sat down a lot of those kids, uh, Derek, uh, Dylan Brooks, and a couple of those guys. I just think they're these hardcore kids, and like it's not. Jaw definitely is it. Like if you look into Jaw's background, it's totally uh, not any of those things that he is right. not from the. You know, he's not Allen Iverson. Allen Iverson grew up in the, right. in the real streets right. in the real ghetto of, of Virginia. Uh, and and was able to come out of that. Uh, so he, I don't know if maybe that's who he's trying to be. I don't know. Uh, uh, be him on the court, bro. Yes, exactly. <laughs> be him on the court. Don't worry about it. Somebody needs to pull, like I said, somebody in his group needs to pull him aside and say, hey, we got to buckle down and get serious about life real fast, real quick, because we're going to, you're going to lose out on sponsorships. You're going to lose out on a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, this, you know, you can't be there for your teammates. And then when your contract ends, then it's going to be some real problems and real issues. Yeah. Cause now the league has, you know what I'm saying? Or the team has that to use against you when they go to negotiate, you know what I mean? So yeah, it's, it's, it's like I said, I'm worried about the kid. You know what I'm saying? Like that's, that's, uh, it's, it's obviously a pattern of bad behavior. You know what I'm saying? So like you said, fool me once, but this is four times. And, you know what I'm saying, it's just, like, I don't get it, man. Like, this shit is just so unnecessary. You know what I'm saying? Like, what thrill are you getting out of that by <laughs> trying to act like you hard and shit? You know what I'm saying? With a bunch of gut. Come on, man. The worst thing that's going to happen is a possible accident and somebody gets shot. Or yeah. You or you shoot yourself. Or you shoot yourself. Like, like Mexico did. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You know what I'm saying? You want to shoot your own ass. Hey, staying in the NBA uh, last night, Durant go, Durant gets hurt, uh, rolls his ankle on warm-ups. Um, he's missing two to three weeks. And Doncic, uh, he got his MRI, came back clean. He's going to – he's day-to-day. 
which team uh, needs their superstar to kind of come back quicker? I feel like it's the Mavericks, right? Because like oh, they, yeah. they're still trying to figure it, figure it out with him and Kyrie. Uh, yeah, I absolutely agree with you on that one. It's Dallas. Um, you know what I'm saying? Booker is still on Phoenix. Chris Paul is still on Phoenix. Aiton is still on Phoenix. They still got the same coach. You know what I'm saying? Phoenix is a good squad that got themselves a, a phenomenal player. L- Luka is Dallas. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Kyrie's there, and, and they got some couple pieces, but nah, Luka's the team. So it just sucks that we're getting so close to the end of the season and we're talking about injuries and, and knucklehead behavior that, that could – that could have guys not be playing when, when the time comes for, for the playoffs. So that sucks. So hopefully people get healthy. But, yeah, it's Dallas, bro, 110%. Phoenix yeah. can still win with games. Dallas, I don't know now. Yeah. Uh, also, Lon- speaking of injuries, Lonzo Ball could be getting his third knee worked on, which would put him out more time for this young kid. Uh, I, I just want to say this. I think – and you, I've read this and I've heard this multiple uh, places. It's because – Kids are playing so much AAU ball, basketball all the time, almost 24 out, you know, 24 seven, you know, they're not playing a lot of other sports. And that's why we're seeing uh, a lot of injuries happen to them repeatedly because of the knees, the ACLs, because your body's taking so much damage. And then by the time you're 22, uh, 23, that's then it's given out because you've played basketball, made those same cuts the whole time, or you were growing and still you did, you never let your bones rest. Now, I'm a true believer in the more sports you play, the, the better off you are as far as, you know, trying to avoid injuries because you're di- doing different kind of motions. Like I, I mentioned this the other day, shout out to Dan Carubiera. Uh, he was with me on the Johnny Cruz show Mondays at 8 p.m. Uh, on Let's Talk Sports. Um, we talked about playing multiples with both from up north. So, you know what I'm saying? We played whatever the season, you know what I'm saying? In the winter, you played football. And then, you know, or in the fall, you played football. And the winter, you played basketball. And in the spring, you played baseball. In the summer, you played whatever, you know what I'm saying? You felt like playing. You know what I mean? But, you know, they start specializing these kids at 10, 11, 12 years old to just be doing the same thing over and over and over and over again because they just want to get to the league as quickly as possible. I mean, their bodies are still growing, and they're like you said, they're doing the same motions all the time, jumping up and down those knees, ankles, and stuff like that. Yeah, that, that you know, that's I don't like the specialized pitchers that they try to do with these young kids, trying to make them, you know, be professional pitchers, so you don't let them play anything else. But they're throwing, they're pitching, you know, ten months out the year in, in some states, if not, you know, if not more than that. Yeah, <clears throat> right, let's uh, switch gears. I want to ask you about this World Baseball Classic. Have you got a chance to look at any of it as it's getting ready to kick out? And do you have a favorite to win it? I mean, Who do you root for? I, you rooting I, for I, USA? Or you rooting for uh, Puerto Rico? Well, I'm rooting for whichever one of those two win. I'm good. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's the way I see it. To be quite honest, you know what I'm saying. But I mean, I, I honestly. I'm not the biggest fan of the WBC. I mean, I might watch a, a game or two, you know what I'm saying, or, or the final or something, you know what I'm saying, whatever. But, nah, I, I I don't like where it's at. I wish they would put it at the end of the season. Um, but you got you got so many guys from, from teams going into playing this. I mean, it's fun. It's good for the, the you know, spreading. The, you know, but baseball's played all over, all over the world already anyway. Um, so I, I see on this, I see trying to make some kind of a tournament and, you know, what I'm saying people get all into it or whatever, but it's not the Olympics. So it's not the same. And, you know, what I'm saying, like I said, if they did that at the end of the year, 
where, you know what I'm saying, like two weeks after the World Series, you come down to Florida and play in Florida or in Arizona or some shit like that, and you have, you know what I'm saying, and then make it an event. You can actually take some time, a little bit of time away from the NFL, you know what I'm saying, so that they're not yeah. talking 22 days straight about where Aaron <laughs> Rodgers is going and what's going on with Tua's brain. They could be talking about this World Baseball Classic, but it's not interfering with the actual baseball season. You know what I mean? But, yeah, yeah, I got yeah, it. Uh, America, Puerto Rico, I'm good. Hey, all right, we uh, we it we did a whole uh, ten team breakdown on uh, Buffoon and Bodkin, so check that out. Uh, um, yeah. yeah, we read went through the power rankings and talked about each team. So, uh, yeah. definitely Jenny, check that out. Yep. Yeah, check that out. It happened uh, Monday night. Yep. You got to witness the greatness that is John Jones on Saturday night. Uh, you said you were getting back into the UFC. You were excited about the fight card. Uh, what was your thoughts from your perspective? Let's start with John Jones' fight first. Well, that reminded me big time of back in the day when I was a kid, a Tyson fight. You know what I'm saying? Don't get up and go get something to drink when that bell rings. It could be, <laughs> it could be over before you open the fridge. You know what I mean? So it was kind of quick, um, but that's that's who he that's who he is. You know what I'm saying? He's you know you call him the go. You know what I'm saying? He he didn't mess around, bro. He he got that over with as quickly as he could. Um, and if he's going to take it serious and, and dedicate himself to being, you know, the, the greatest heavyweight or whatever, then, you know what I'm saying, it should be an interesting, you know what I'm saying, next few months, years, you know what I'm saying, with him fighting, because I know you said you got he's got somebody lined up already um, that should be a, a hell of a match, but that that woman's match right before right before the, the main event was, was, was stupid entertaining, bro. That shit was, that was a lot of fun, and I'm like I've never, and even that fight, it was just like, like, not. I don't, don't want to say weird because I don't want it to come out the wrong way. It's 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 hard for me to like see girls, yeah, like, yeah. just beating the shit out of each other. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? Like guys, yeah. whatever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We've seen for boxing, whatever. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, they they're so skilled and it's awesome. And you know, say props to them for you know what I'm saying they got. You know what I'm saying they're, they're tougher than I am. I ain't getting in that damn octagon. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. But yeah. you know, say once you once you get past that, man, it was just it was that that was a great fight. But nah, Jones was just that was quick, man. I wish I could have gotten a full round. <laughs> right. I I think. Uh, do you think Gon like was the the moment was just too big for him? Like, I mean, he didn't even get off a punt. One nut shot on an accident is right. about all he did. After that, it was a wrap. Was the moment too big because this is second Gon's second time? Well, third time in a title fight, he's won it. He won the interim and then lost to Francis and now John Jones. Uh, did the moment just get too big or he just get caught, you think? Well, I mean, it, it's hard to say if he just got caught because he, you know what I'm saying, he got, you know, this kid just took him out. It, it was it was quick. But, yeah, it was like, you know what I'm saying, again, not to turn it into a box, but it was like Tyson's, like he was scared of, yeah, it might have been too big for him. All the hype, you know what I'm saying, you're fighting a legend. You know what I'm saying? That came up to to your weight, and like you said, he already has the history of, of kind of doing that. So I mean, yeah, it might have been overwhelming. I can understand you know what I'm saying him feeling that way, but yeah, this kid didn't give him much of a chance. Like you said, he got off a lucky hit by accident, kind of sort of. You know what I'm saying? So, um, but I mean, I can understand it. Like I said, I'm not getting that octagon, so I can understand <laughs> you know what I'm saying to get in there with somebody. You know what I'm saying? Just like. He's the name that I know in MMA, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I haven't paid that much attention in the last, you know what I'm saying, 
10, 20 years, to be quite honest. But that's a name I knew. You know what I'm saying? And I saw a couple fights just because I had to because it was like, yo, I got to see what all this is about. And, yeah, he, you know saying, he looked a little on the, you know saying, he had some love handles and shit. He looked a little on the, right. the punny <laughs> side. I hate to say that about, you know what I'm saying, John, you're listening, <laughs> Mr. Mr. Bones Jones. Hey, he's not no, Bones no anymore. Dis- hey, they got to no call him dis- Meaty Bones because, <laughs> I mean, he ain't Bones no leg, more. Turkey Leg Jones, whatever, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, he 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 got him quick, man. But it was it's gonna be interesting to see, man. Like I said, you you already mentioned uh, his his possible next opponent, so I'm anxious to see what happens with that. You know yeah, it's 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 lined up. It's Stipe Miocic, uh, who is the what many people consider the goat of the heavyweight division. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he is. Uh, it's lined up. Looks like we're getting that fight in July. Uh, Jones versus Stipe. And Jones wants Stipe, you know, he wants Jones, Jones to his credit, wants to be the greatest fighter of all time. Doesn't care about anything else. Well, hey, do you guys call this guy the GOAT or the heavyweight? Well, now I'm going to be, I'm going to try to take out the GOAT. This is the biggest fight. It'll be the biggest fight the UFC can make in possibly the UFC history. I, I firmly believe that. Now, if he beats Stipe and then they bring in Francis Naganu. Uh, who is the former heavyweight champion who knocked out Stipe two years ago. Uh, that would even be a bigger fight, but Francis is no longer in the company. He's trying to fight Deontay Wilder, one of these uh, – uh, or Tyson Fury, so in a boxing match. But if he wins – if he even looks good in those boxing matches or doesn't win, and John Jones is still the heavyweight champ, I don't care what – Data said Francis will never be in the in the UFC ever again. Well, Data also said one time there would never be women, so here we are. Uh, it, you know, in Dana's a businessman, it's all about all right. money. If he can go make the money, go make it. So that would be the biggest fight. But July will be the biggest fight in heavyweight hit you have heavyweight history. And I think I believe the biggest fight in UFC history, it'll make the most money, uh, possible. Well, you, you made that hot take what last week, you know what I'm saying? So, or several days ago, whatever you did your show, you basically, yeah, on last we spoke. You yeah. said it, it could be, you know, said or would be the, the the biggest card or the biggest match in, in UFC history. So, I mean, yeah, why wouldn't he want to fight the so-called goat of the heavyweight division? You know, what I'm saying, Just similar to like, you know, it all goes full circle, similar to Aaron Rodgers possibly saying, "Yeah, let me go to the AFC where everybody's like, why would you want to do and kick all their asses and go?" You're know saying, <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, when you're that great. That's what you want. You want to beat the best people. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, of course he's going to want to fight homeboy from, from the heavyweight division. Stipe, it is. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Of course he's going to want to fight him, and then hopefully the that, that Francis guy comes back. And you know what I'm saying? Dana can say whatever he – money's money, man. You know what I'm saying? The answer to the answer to 99% of the questions is, is money. So, you know what I'm saying? If there's enough money there, he's going to let him fight Jones. And now the thing that these guys got to worry about is if Jones, like, he's so great. If he, like, dedicates himself to, like, get in better shape now at that weight, then, you know what I'm saying? I he can he, hold the belt for a while. Yeah. Yeah. He can run that division just like he did the other one and just be the king on the top by yeah. himself. Yeah. Uh, speaking of King, I mean, there was a queen that got taken down and Valentina Shevchenko got taken down in that co-main event by Alexa Grasso. Uh, you, I mean, you, you were raving about this fight from with Saturday night when you were texting me and said that fight was amazing. 
Yeah. Uh, it was a hell of a fight. Valentino was one of the best top one one or two women in UFC history. Uh, a lot of you know you could put that, and uh, now you got uh, now you got. Uh, I'm reading the comment from your son, and that threw me up. <laughs> and then she loses to uh, Alexa Grasso, and Alexa Grasso was plus two thousand Johnny, and wins right. uh, plus two thousand sub. Uh, you know, and then was the super he underdog and she was able to tap her out didn't even really have it underneath the chin was just squeezing her face right yeah she literally was just squeezing as hard as you can just trying to choke her until until she submitted now it was it was an awesome fight um like you said i i caught i got into it with a minute into the first round so i saw the the majority of that fight and it was just the way the momentum just shifted there at the end i mean you could see where the champ was just standing there Wanting to at first go toe to toe with her, and the Grasso girl was getting some some licks in, but then you know, saying the champ, that what is it, Chevy? Valentino, Chevy, yep, yep, Chevy. You know, saying she was trying to just get her to the ground as as quickly as she could, and Homegirl was like trying like desperately to not be on the ground. You know, saying she was just trying to keep her distance, and it was just a matter of. The, the the Chevy girl went for that one kick or elbow or whatever and just gave her her back. And that Grasso chick just jumped on her, like wasted no time getting her locked in a move and then just squeezed until homegirl tapped out. Because she was not – she was locked on, bro. She was not going to let, let go of that opportunity, man. But that's just how quick a fight could turn like that because I think the champ was pretty much – you know what I'm saying? I mean, the Grasso, like I said, was getting some stuff in, but – for the most part, you know what I'm saying, the champ was representing there, but she made the one bad move and Grasso, you know what I'm saying, Grasso locked her up, man. That was that was really cool. It was a lot of fun to watch that fight, man. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was uh it was those two fights concluded a pretty good night of cards. I went uh three and two on the uh on my picks on the main card. Uh Grasso lost, which I had Chevy winning, so that they're gonna run that right back. I told you Shavkat Rachmanov would beat Jeff Neal. That was a hell of a fight, fun fight. Shavkat won. I told you Bo Nickel was an absolute stud. Uh he'd made quick work of Jamie Pickett. And uh it was a good fight, but uh my guy Jalen Turner lost to to uh Matisse Gamrot, which was a hell of a fight. Uh but before we get out of here, Johnny, man, we'll, uh, what you got coming up uh, on about 80 years shows this uh, this week? <laughs> well, tomorrow I got a special episode of, of the Johnny Cruz Show on the Let's Talk Sports Network, of course. Uh, special guest Jonathan Grisham is going to be up on there. So um, I'm excited to talk to him, about, of course, about some baseball and stuff. But you know what I'm saying? The Johnny Cruz Show is, is, is more than just sports, so I get to – to ask him a bunch of questions and get some info and get some knowledge of, of, of who he is um, as a person and what, what he's into besides baseball. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, then I should be, I should have a show on Saturday, uh, a special show. Scott Cove announced it the other day, but he's having a special Scott Cove show on Saturday with, you know, saying special guest Dan Harris himself, uh, the super producer is going to be the guest on Scott's show. So we're running that on Saturday at 5 p.m. Uh, and then I'll be back on noon. Noon on Sunday, I'll be with my boy Dan. Me and Dan will be doing a show on Sunday at noon Eastern time. So yes, uh, I, I've got I've got a, a full slate of shows, um, and that's not even talking about Monday of next week and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> 
So uh, you can catch all that right here on the Johnny Cruz Network. Uh, I mean, geez. Shout out to John. He's talking about this picture right here. He gave me for my birthday. Hey, it's, it's Derek Jeter when he, you know, saying the new hit king, and then up in the corner is Lou Gehrig, up next to Jeter's face there. So yeah, shout out to my son Jonathan. Nice, 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 nice. birthday present. I appreciate it. Nice. Uh, yeah, so Sunday I'll be back uh, with uh, the Rec Room podcast. They're going to be the guests. Yeah, yeah. We'll be talking all things uh, with them and uh, just kind of go from there. So uh, I'll be back then. Hey, you guys know what to do. Like, subscribe, share, be a friend, tell a friend. Uh, I'm going to hit that outro. We're going to get out of here. It's been a good uh, show. We'll, next week right. we'll, Next week we're going to do our uh, whole March Madness bracket. Uh, nice. Talk about those. Maybe we'll get a guest to come on, uh, talk a little, give me and Johnny drops knowledge for our March Madness bracket as we fill it out. Uh, we'll, we'll go over March Madness. That's so big March Madness bracket. Yeah. The tournaments are uh, playing out today and this weekend. So, yep, hey, yep. before we get out of here, you're a Big East. You grew up in New York, Big East guy. Uh, no, no Jim Beheim for Syracuse. I want to get your thoughts there before we get out of here. Yeah, that that's that's surprising. You know what I'm saying? Because he is he is twenty seven years, Johnny. He's been a head coach at at, at Jim Beheim. <laughs> right, he is um <laughs> he is Syracuse basketball. You know what I'm saying? So it, that's gonna be weird. But I mean, there's a lot. You know what I'm saying? No more um, Coach K in Duke. You know what I'm saying? Roy Williams. It's just a, been a year or whatever. So a lot of the you know older coaches are starting to. To step aside, but they they've left their bark on the game. So you're saying you can't take away, except they actually did take away some wins from from him. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, so you can't take away what he's accomplished or whatever. He's one of the greatest coaches ever. Uh, so much respect to that to, to him, of course. But um, no, I'm looking forward to next week's show, man. To I haven't filled out a bracket in a minute. I mean, I follow March Madness every year, of course, but I haven't really like done a bracket with the job or nothing like that or whatever. So. I'm gonna have some fun filling this one out. Yeah, we'll fill it out. We'll fill it out. Uh, we uh, live on air, and uh, I think to kind of go with Jim Beheim five times, five trips to the NCAA, got the one title with Carmelo uh, in oh, what was that? Oh three, oh four ish. I mean, one of the was, best. Yeah, oh three, oh three. Yeah, one of the best, greatest uh, coaches of all time. That I always. Gave Syracuse every time they were in the tournament, at least to the Sweet 16. That 2-3 right. zone was always ridiculous. They always brought it. Uh, they they had some really good teams, made some really good runs through a lot of years. I, you you mentioned, Johnny, those are all the coaches of my childhood and youth, like right. Jim Beheim, you know, uh, Roy right. Williams, uh, right. you know, Coach K. Like, you know, J- John Calipari is kind of reaching the, you know, yeah. the tail yeah, end, you know. See it. I'm drawing a blank right now. My homeboy from that was in Connecticut forever. Oh, Roy, uh, Jim Calhoun, Jim Calhoun. Yeah, yeah. you know, say, yeah. So, a lot of the older coaches are you know, saying they're getting close to retiring and starting to retire. So, it's it's time for this new breed of, of younger coach to come in, and it's probably what's best for this whole one and done, you know, saying college basketball that we got going is, is having younger coaches or whatever that can. It's all about getting the guys to come to your squad, you know, saying and whether or not you can keep them for a couple years, you know, say so. Will the more experienced season teams like a UCLA win the title or will it be a bunch of freshmen, you know, saying on, on the team all put together just this first year? Yeah. You know so it's going to be interesting. 
And I, I want to get your thoughts too. Georgetown fires uh, Patrick Ewing. I was excited when Pat got the head coaching job to return back to Georgetown. Uh, I mean, Georgetown, we both kind of grew up with the, you know, you, you were a little bit older than me, so you caught the whole Georgetown run. Uh, Georgetown had some great years uh, when I was yeah. growing up. You know, Big John, there was John Thompson the uh, third. Yeah. And now that program, once that pride program has, you know, it's 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 almost dead. Like it's there. They haven't won. They can't recruit. Uh, I mean, I mean it, they, they, they haven't done nothing since AI, bro. <laughs> to be completely honest, seriously, they've had some good teams. Roy Hibbert and a couple of those guys, yeah, right, right. But not nothing that you was like not like back in the day when you had like you said Patrick Ewing, Alonzo Mourning. You had all yeah. those guys like that. I mean, yeah, that was Georgetown with, with Big John with the towel over his shoulder. Uh, yeah, that, it's just they just they can't recruit. You know, say if you can't get the best players to come to your team, even if it's for one season. Then it's hard to win unless you're gonna get some kids that are gonna stay there for three, four years and and build, you know, saying build it like that. But that doesn't happen that often. Well, it, it when it does, you got to make the runs deep, right? Like the you know right. when they're all juniors and seniors, you got to make that run then. And they just didn't do it. I was, I mean, Pat Ewing had been an assistant for a long time at a lot of different mm-hmm. places in the NBA, and some people were surprised he never got an NBA coaching job. Uh, and then for him to like come back home to to Georgetown. Right. And you're hoping that, hey, he can turn this program back around to what it was when he was there. And it just didn't work out. I mean, sad thoughts there. But I just want to get your thoughts before uh, I forgot. Yeah, yeah, man, I feel bad for him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That, was, that was a good story, and I was happy for him. I, I agree with you as far as he never got an NBA job, and I thought he might get one there. So it was just a great story, him going back to Georgetown. And you know said it just – it wasn't – he wasn't able to make it happen. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah, Georgetown is, is hard, bro. Like I said, since AI, you say they've had a, a couple of teams BI, but that's it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, so and we'll see what Syracuse can do now without Jimmy mm-hmm. Bayheim. They've really struggled right. to me the last two or three years right. uh since going to the ACC and the you know and not being the big east. But we'll see what happens there. I yep, yep. hey, you know, <laughs> best of luck to Jim Bayheim. He can do whatever he wants now. Absolutely. Uh, 50, they said 50 some odd years of being at Syracuse altogether. And then 47 as head coach, uh, one of the, long, the the longest tenured place coach in basketball history. So, yeah, that that's my whole life, bro. 47, <laughs> 47 years, bro. I just turned 47, bro. That's how long he's been coaching. Yeah, I think it's time to just, you know, saying whole so life. Bring him up, go play some golf and just chill with the fam there, Jim. Hey, well, hey, well, we're gonna go chill with the fam right now, Johnny. Absolutely. Hey, we're gonna hit that outro. Be a friend, tell a friend, folks. We'll see you back on Sunday. Uh, catch out all the eighty thousand Johnny Cruz shows as well. Like, subscribe, For share, sure. hit that bell. Y'all know what to do. See y'all.